I am on a mission to strengthen, empower, and inspire caregivers to keep going, keep pushing, keep loving, and by all means to keep caring. Thank you for tuning in to season three of the My Favorite Girl Caregivers Corner Podcast. I am your host, Priscilla Jean-Louis. Hey, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can get a notification when the next episode drops. And we're back for episode three of season three of the My Favorite Girl Caregivers Corner podcast. I am your host, Priscilla Jean-Louis, and I am super duper excited about this week's episode. Uh, This week will mark one year, the one year anniversary of my favorite grandmother. That's what I affectionately call her, my favorite grandmother. Sunday, January 29th will be one year since she transitioned to glory. And so I am excited today. Uh, This week, I decided to do a special episode. Uh, I have been providing resources and talking with different um, ones in regards to different things dealing with Alzheimer's and dementia and caregivers and caregiver life. And this week, I decided to divert just a little bit and to give honor and to celebrate the life and the legacy of my favorite grandmother, Mrs. Julie Miller Powell. And so I actually have a special guest on with me today, and it is none other than the one that I call affectionately the younger one, who is my youngest daughter. She is youth caregiver extraordinaire. Uh, She is the executive director and founder of Kaylin's Caring Connection. And she's also a radio host. And believe it or not, y'all, she makes me a little bit nervous when I have her on my podcast because she's a professional, you know, and I'm getting there. So at any rate, she is my 17-year-old daughter, Kaylin Jean-Louis, who is also the host of Inspiring Moments with Kaylin radio show, as well as Inspiring Moments with Kaylin podcast. And it is she who is joining me on the podcast today. And I'm going to do her just like I do any other guest. Welcome to the podcast, Caitlin. Thank you for having me, mom. Everybody knows you're my momager, and I'm just very happy to be here. As she said, my name is Caitlin John-Louis. I am a dual enrolled senior. So this is getting into my last year of high school. I'm just happy to be on the journey with you as caregivers, even as we care for granny and as we celebrate the life of grandmother. Yes. And Kaylin has been right here by my side since uh, she was about, what, 10, 11 years old. Uh, We started out caring for my mom. And I'm just going to give you a little bit of history so that you can see where we have been on this journey of caregiving. And, uh, we started, Kaylin was 11 years old, 10 and a half, 11 years old when we started caring for my mom. And about a year after becoming uh, caregivers for my mom, full-time caregivers, she wasn't living with us at the time, but she may as well have been living with us because for about a year, we would uh, cycle around to her house. I would go to her house, drop her off in the mornings. Uh, then go to work, then get off during my lunch break, go get her lunch after work. I would go back to her house, pick her up, then go and pick up Kaylin from school. And then we would go to the house and she would spend the night with us. And then the next morning, drop Kaylin off to school and then go drop my mom back off to her house and then back to work. And it was a cycle every week. And then on the weekends, she started staying over with us from Friday all the way up until Monday. And we did that for about a year. And then after a year, we ended up moving into her house because she's much more familiar with her house and her surroundings. And so we moved in uh, about a year after we started that. And we were on our journey caring for my mom and almost a year 
after we moved in with her. It was about 11 months. We moved in. Actually, no, it was, no, it was, it was, yeah, 11 months because it was April when I was sitting at work, got a phone call without hesitation, without a conversation, did not talk to Kaylin or anybody, but I got a phone call from someone um, down, my grandmother was living down in Lake Wells at the time and um, got a call sitting at work saying that somebody would need to come and get her or she would have to be placed somewhere. And without a thought, I just simply told the young lady on the other line, don't touch her, don't bother her, give me to the weekend, I will be there to pick her up. And I did just that. The weekend came, I went down, packed up as much as I could that I could bring with me. And we moved her back up to Tallahassee. And so we went from being caregivers of one to caregivers of two and both with Alzheimer's. Now, grandma wasn't as bad, you know, as far, I don't want to say as bad, she hadn't progressed as far as my mom had. But there it was, Kaylin and I have been on this journey together, basically, yeah. uh, since she was 11 years old, 11, 12, and up until last year. And so what we wanted to do today is to just simply, in remembrance of her, we're not sad, we're not crying, none of that. We are simply celebrating. We're going to just talk a little bit about just how things were, you know, being able to care for her in our home and um, how things went, some of our memories, our fond memories of her. And so, you know, I'm just going to start out by asking Kaylin, you know, it's been a year and we often sit down, even now, we will be joking about something or Granny may do something, and we often talk about how much we miss grandma's presence, you know, in our house almost four years. And, you know, I'm like, what is the one thing, you know, if you can reminisce and talk about just her life living with us, um, what was that like for you? There are so many memories, of course, that come to my mind. But I mean, just having grandma in the house, I mean, of course, it was they became our people. We often called them, um, especially when they have their moments where they may have not been in the greatest mood. We have girls gone wild, senior attention. (laughs) And so having them both there was just, I mean, it was a constant joy, of course, with grandma, because she was always down to laugh whenever she could she always was praying she strongly strongly believed in god and was just always that joy around the house and i mean my favorite thing that we used to do was take our daily selfies because i'd go up to her right and like my mom said she had alzheimer's dementia so of course she's not gonna remember everything that happens or recognize everything going around but I love the fact that with social media, you can capture certain images. And so I'd get random filters on like Snapchat or make little cute videos with grandma and just say, hey, or do you see what you look like? And her reactions would always bring joy to me, make me laugh. It was our thing that we did every day. And I mean, even with grandmother, well, grandma, when she was here, I still was young when she knew me. I mean, we had sort of a close relationship, but even kind of with granny, I really got more of the caregiver side with grandma more than just actually having her as that extended love. And so just being able to care for her, knowing that even in her last years that she was surrounded by love, surrounded by joy, that we could always celebrate her birthday and let her blow out a candle. And just that true essence of grandma, who she was, it is just been awesome to me. I mean, I was happy I got to go on this journey with you. And even through it all, if we could turn back another day, I'm sure she'd still be, if she's looking down on us right now, she'll still be looking us at us laughing, praying, and being there for us. Because that's, I mean, every single day, that's one of the things I can say now that I miss. Um, grandma was actually in the room with me. I had a large room, and so it was large enough for my bed, her bed. And so uh, one of the things that used to 
be annoying sometimes, but I so miss right now is when I would, uh, she would be in bed long before me and she would seemingly be asleep before I got in the bed. And um, as soon as I lay down and shut my eyes to sleep, she would then break out in prayer and not just a silent prayer. It would be a loud prayer where she's praying for all the children and Lord, I just want to be right. And I'm saying, uh, grandma, uh, you're going to have to talk to him silently because I have to get up and go to work in the morning. And she had no knowledge of what I meant. She kept right on praying, uh, just like she wanted to. And I could give anything right now to, to have those moments. But one of the things that I am so grateful for is the fact that we were able to get so many pictures and so many videos. And one of the things that we also used to do, she and I, you know, sometimes a lot of times on Friday evenings and um, we would just sit down and, and sing hymns. I would just, we would go through and sing our hymns and just enjoy that time. And, you know, all the time, I'm always amazed at the fact that even though the mind may be touched with Alzheimer's, the spirit and the soul never. I mean, my grandmother got up every morning. There was not a morning when she was not getting up saying, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Holly, I mean, from the time she got up, and then when she was going to bed, the same exact thing, you know, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And, you know, I miss those times so much. Um, and so one of the things that I also want to know, Kaylin, because, you know, we often talk about it. I talk about it with you. I talk about it with other people. The fact that being so young, you don't always see. And it's been such a joy to me to have you here. Um, the fact that you have never, not one time, if you were upset about having to do anything, I have not known about it in all of these years. I don't believe that there was a time. And that is rare. That is very rare. And I'm always going to be grateful. I'm always going to be thankful that your attitude towards caring. Um, who would, you know, who would have thunk it? That's where Kaylin's Caring Connection comes from. It fits so perfectly. Uh, that's the name of her nonprofit, as I stated earlier. And Kaylin really is the very essence of caring. And so one of the things that I do want to ask, because, you know, as a youth caregiver, as, as, as someone in the house, right? I mean, what was it like? What is it like, rather, even in caring for grandma and the wisdom. That's one of the things I appreciate. But if you could say there was one thing that you learned from her during the time that she lived with us, as we think about and celebrate her life, what is the one thing, if you can narrow it down to one thing, that you would say you learned from her in, in the time that she lived with us? I definitely learned patience. If anyone knew grandma, they knew grandma. She was a pretty much a quiet person. I mean, she tended to herself. She laughed and kiki, but she was always very patient, very whatever. Even when she didn't remember certain things or even when granny might have annoyed her a few times while sitting next to her, she was very patient. And I mean, just being able to see that age, like you said, and dementia didn't really change how her soul was or it didn't diminish any part of her essence. It just kind of taught me to one, appreciate the little things in life and then to kind of learn patience, even when caring for it, because there'd be times where maybe she's feeling pain or she may not be able to communicate something with me because there were some times where she'd even get frustrated with herself because she couldn't remember what she was trying to say or she may not have been yeah. remembering what she was trying to do and just being able to lean into that patience and say it's okay or just let her know that I was there. I was in the moment and that I would be here for her. As most people know or most people are learning 
caregiving, it kind of is a funny sense of you just go with the flow, especially for me. I mean, I learn things as they happen. So when you were caring for them and doing the heavy load for grandma, whether that was bathing her, I was just stepping in and helping with either getting her food or helping transport her around or simply just being in her presence to calm her down. That was the small things for me. And again, that's something that was teaching me patience and teaching me to learn to appreciate the present moment because all of it, of course, not only helped me be better in certain aspects of my life, but it just taught me to really appreciate those around me. It taught me that even though grandma could not remember, she always taught us to remember in God too. That was another thing yeah. because yeah. she, it was as if she was always a reinforcer for us because we're looking at her like, you're still in your 90s and we don't care how old you get, you're up every morning praying or Anytime we put on church in the living room, she's in there. She's in church right there. And so she was teaching me even the more the importance of still maintaining that relationship with God. There's so many things that grandma taught me while she was still here. And even though she's not here, there's so many things that I still reminisce about in the memories that just really caused me to appreciate the whole experience. Yeah. And, and the topic, I didn't say this earlier, but what we're talking about in this podcast is love one, love one. And that is um, the, the immediate thing to, that came to me uh, after she passed away, because with her having Alzheimer's um, at the end of it, Alzheimer's didn't win, love one. And so I would use that as a hashtag on posts that I would make on Facebook. I would always put love one with the date 129, 2022. And she passed away at 12.09 PM. And one of the main reasons why I, I use that love one is because what most people did not know is that my grandmother was not my biological blood grandmother. She's what I call my grandmother by love. And I'll always value and always appreciate that relationship because we got to choose each other. And I think that is the most, um, you know, that's the thing that brings me the greatest joy and just always floods my heart. The fact that uh, we don't always get to choose people in our family. Um, they're born into our family, but then there are those special people who they get to choose each other. And from the time I was a baby, really, I, from ever since I can remember, she has just been my grandmother. She's been my grandmother. Unfortunately, Kaylin didn't get to meet my granddaddy. Uh, that would have been so awesome for them to have met. Uh, Destiny did. My oldest daughter, she got to meet him. Um, but Kaylin never got the opportunity to meet him because he passed away before she was born. But my grandparents, both of them got to choose me. And, you know, I enjoyed my time with my grandparents. Um, they were, they were my heart. They, they really were my heart. And growing up where I grew up, um, everybody knew it was just, if you knew, you knew, right? Nobody really asked. Well, well, I take that back. There were people that did ask, well, which side she's your mom, mom, your dad's mom. And it, it's complicated, right? That's what we tell people. It's, it's a little complicated. She's just my grandmother. And, you know, she took my mom on as a daughter, my mom, they met at church before I was born and she became like a mother to my mom. And so they've always been inseparable, always. Uh, wherever my mom was, you would see my grandmother. You're like the golden girls. Yeah, they were like golden girls, really, like Dorothy and Sophia, for real. My grandmother never drove. And so everywhere she went, my mom transported her and I would always be tagging along. And so we were just, we were family. 
she would come up. I mean, from the time Kaylin was a baby, Destiny never missed an event that was major, would come up. We have pictures from day one where she had Kaylin in her lap, Destiny, and we were just, just family. And we would go down. And the wonderful thing about it, too, I don't think you or Destiny ever even asked the question, like, how are we related to Grandma? Never asked the question. We would just, that was just always grandma, always grandma. And from day one, just has been there. And so absolutely, you know, we take this opportunity to just simply remember her. Uh, remember, um, it, it is an event that I will never, ever, I don't think I'll ever forget January 29th, 2022. One of the things that I'd always asked is that neither my mom nor my grandmother pass away at my house. I, I, that's just something I just did not want to experience. And it happened pretty much really, really quick. Thankfully, Kaylin wasn't at home. I don't know how that would have gone <laughs> had she been home, but it happened so quick. I mean, literally, um, and I'll just share just because, but that Friday evening, I mean, prior to on the 28th, she was doing okay and got up, fixed her breakfast for whatever reason, you know, unknown to me anyway, um, trying to feed her breakfast and she would not, could not swallow it. And she was able to tell me she couldn't swallow it. And, you know, we went on throughout the day and she continued to not be able to swallow water, food, what have you. So a little different. And I think the major thing that made me realize, okay, something's going on is the fact that she will always be cold. It could be 200 degrees outside and she was always cold. And this particular day, um, I would pull her blanket up on her. And by the time I look around again, she had slid the blanket down and I'm like, okay, something's wrong. Like she keep pulling the blanket down, <laughs> you know? And so by the end of the night, just to make a long story short, end of the night, you know, I, I was watching, really, really watching, trying to figure out what's going on. Cause I figured, you know, and I think Kaylin, did I call you? I think I called Kaylin and you said, did. Something's going on. I'm like, I, I think grandma's kind of like leaving here and um, didn't really know. And I'm literally, I'll be honest, I was scared to death, scared to death, didn't know what to do other than pray. And I think about every five minutes for the longest, I would like tap her, grandma, you okay? <laughs> and so finally, you know, and I put Bishop G.E. Patterson on TV and even that night she was still praising still. And so she finally dozed off. I dozed off and I got up that Saturday morning and looked again. And here we go again. The blanket is way down. And I'm like, wait a minute now, something's going on. Cause usually she'll get in the bed and pull the covers all over her head. So I'm figuring out, okay, something's not right here. And, um, you know, by that time I realized, okay, yeah, something is definitely not right. And I think I called you a little bit later and said, Hey, don't, don't come home right now. Stay. I think grandma's transitioning and I'm, I'm freaking out on the inside, but I'm like, uh, okay. I think this is kind of like really happening. And everybody that's close to me for the most part is not in town. Right. And then I'm trying to call the ones that's here and they're not answering. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, are we really going to do this? And uh, sure enough, you know, not going into all the other details, but she did. She transitioned. And, um, you know, I just remember being in the room and, you know, I initially I'm calling her name grandma and she would say, yeah, yeah, I'm, you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. And she did that for a good little while. And then finally she just stopped answering me. And I remember I walked out, she had like one little tear falling down her eye. And then I, I literally walked out the room 
went into the kitchen and I just simply said, God, you know what? I said, um, she's lived a good life. You know, she's lived a really good life and it's okay. If, if, if you, you ready for her, she's good. I'm okay with it. And when I walked back in the room, she was gone. But the wonderful thing about it is the same way she woke up every single day where she woke up praising God, she went out the same way. And I think that was the one thing that gave me the greatest consolation. The fact that she went out praising God. Now, those that listen to my podcast, one of the things that you know, if you've listened to me before, and if you haven't, you know now, one of the things that I'm big on is my relationship with God, uh, my salvation. That's that's everything for me. That is where I find my peace. That is where I find my sanctity. That is where I find my strength, the grace, all of that. And so um, salvation in Jesus Christ is big for me. And as Kaylin said, my grandma, that's that was her life. And so at the end of the day, for me, that's what it was. Love won, right? Love, love won. I mean, Kaylin, we used to sit here and have grandma. What was that one thing? <laughs> we used to have grandma just doing some things. And, and we enjoyed every moment of it. Mm-hmm. Grandma would say this, and she would say it. And, you know, I mean, we just literally enjoyed her being with us. And, I mean... I just, I wouldn't trade it. I would not trade it for anything just to be able to care for them, you know, Um, and you being able to see what it's like to actually just, you know, care for those that once cared for us. You can't beat that. What you say? No, I don't think you can. I mean, Getting the experience to care for grandma. Of course, when it first happened, like when you told me, yeah, grandma's coming up. (laughs) I was a little like, okay, things are going to be a little different. But most people know that even when we started this journey together, I did take that little executive talk with myself. And I'm just like, I'm going to be in the house. There's no point of not trying to find a way to help because it's going to make the whole situation easier. And I mean, over time, I just I really did gain an appreciation, even from the first moment of being able to, because a lot of times people don't get to do that. They don't get to care for their loved ones until they get up to the point where they're no longer here. They don't get to see those small things. And even though she had dementia and didn't always remember everything, they're just those little small days of those smiles. Or I think she said my name before, like maybe once or twice in like those like shocker. years. And it was just those moments of, wow, you can feel my presence here. But just the whole journey itself. I mean, grandma was grandma. She will forever be who she was because she was always there like I said even though I spent most of my time knowing her in the sense of a caregiver she still I always knew that she was there her and granny were literally like each other's best friends in the sense because it'd be them two as well as Uncle Glover all together back from Lake Wells to Tallahassee back and forth always traveling together and hanging out they were so close together they just always be with each other. And just to see how much love and care she had for people, that's kind of what has inspired the both of us. I mean, you got it firsthand and you brought it to me and Destiny, but just it inspired us to want to care for people. A lot of times mm-hmm. people ask, well, why do we care? Or why are we caregivers? As you said, even in the title, Love One, we knew that we loved grandma. We knew that she loved us and no matter what happened, just like how you made a quick but rational decision to bring her up here, we know it all came from love. Yeah. That's what stemmed it all, and that's what caused us to be here. And even when she didn't always remember me or there were some times where she may be aggravated, we always honed in on that love we had for her to continue caring for her, even through the hard times. So I think that's is that's what really helped us get through the journey and even has helped us throughout this whole year, getting used to the fact that she's not here. Yeah. And and she was never big on saying, I love you. 
you can say, Grandma, I love you. And she'll say, okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You knew it. You just, but the thing about it is, you know, people that age, they didn't really, they weren't really big on saying I love you anyway, but they were big on showing you how much they love you. And I mean, growing up, being your age, matter of fact, I don't know if I even shared this with you, but my last year of high school, I stayed with my grandparents. I stayed with grandma and granddaddy. Um, Granny moved back to Tallahassee my junior year. I did not want to come up to Tallahassee my senior year of school, have to make a new set of friends. And I was just like, no, I don't want to go. And I asked my grandma, could I stay with her? And she said, yeah. So I spent my last year of high school staying with my grandma and granddaddy. And so, you know, it's just always been, I mean, and would cook, I mean, anything I wanted, the best collard greens, the best fried chicken there was. I think she's the reason why I only like white meat because that's all she (laughs) ate and she cooked and you know, I can just say I wanted some greens and where we lived wasn't that far. You know, that was back in the day when you could really walk uh, from your house to other people's houses and it was safe. And so I think I spent about every day I would walk up to to grandma house and sit there and watch TV. And that's that's how I grew up. You know, we go to church and we're going to be on time for every service and her motto was if you are on time you're late i used to say grandma why do we have to be here so early she would get to church so early they gave her a key to the church that's how early and she had a key until (laughs) she left if you get there on time you are late and so she believed in being about 30 minutes early And that's where I learned a lot of service, even during that time, because we would be at church so early that there was a lady named Sister Birch, Maggie Birch, who was our, what we would call our head usher, hospitality person. She would be the one that would fix the water for the pastor and what have you. And so because we were there so early, every time she would go to fix it, I would just go back there and fix it, help her to fix it because we're there. You know, I'm sitting around church, picking up fans, doing stuff like that. That's where I learned the service through my grandmother, through granny. And so it's so, um, it's just natural for me to care for them because I do look at it from the standpoint of they sacrifice their lives. You know, when you become a parent, And I pray you don't become one anytime soon. You got a little while. (laughs) But when you become a parent, you understand better the sacrifices that your parents made. The things that you don't consider when you're 17, you know, as you are right now. But you start to learn as you have children and you grow and mature that there are sacrifices that are made that we have no idea about. And that's what I saw in both granny and grandma. I I grew up watching them give. And a lot of times, sometimes they're last because somebody else needed it. Um, Giving clothes, giving, you know, their time, their, their energy, cooking, cooking meals and people stopping by and they have no issue with saying, come on in here and, get something to eat and not thinking about whether or not they were going to have food for themselves or the family afterward. That's how I grew up. And so the other thing that I count as an honor, because this is how I look at caregiving. And I hope that this is something that you have learned even throughout this process. The fact that I look at it as serving, right? And I think I've said this to you on several occasions and The thing about it is in my prayer and the prayer that I pray even daily is that God would serve through me. And one of the things that I I find just um, amazing 
and I'm thankful for is the fact that grandma being 98, she was 98 years old when she passed away. Granny right now is 80. And I love the fact that God trusted us enough that he would allow us to serve. They served him so well in their early years that in their latter years, God has trusted us to be able to serve them. You know, he serves them through us. And I'm thankful that grandma got to spend her last couple of years being well taken care of, not having to wonder how she was going to make ends meet or have a meal. I remember before she moved up with us, there would be holidays that I would call and ask her, you know, what are you eating? What? And, you know, I remember one time and it had me upset because she was eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on Thanksgiving. And I was not happy about that at all. I don't know if you remember that. I probably said something, but <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, man, there's too many people there for you to be eating peanut butter and jelly. So I got on the phone and called the people that I knew and said, hey, can you take her a plate? I didn't care if she had 20 plates. I just wanted her to have Thanksgiving food. And so having her come up here with us, you know, that's not something she had to worry about because they taught me all the good meals that you eat now. <laughs> They taught me how to cook and they taught me how to be resourceful and, and do things that I need to do. And so it is definitely my honor uh, to be able to take this particular episode and just to celebrate the woman that grandma was and will always be to us. The fact that she got to choose us and she did it with joy. I don't think there was a time ever that she has ever said to you or any of my, you know, anybody, any of the grandchildren that you're not my grandchild, you know, she always made all of us feel like we came directly out of her from her bloodline. And that's what family's all about. And so that's what this episode is all about. I'm going to say um, one more thing. I do want to, another funny moment, Kaylin. I don't know if you remember this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever forget this. But so I'm from, as I said, Lake Wells down in Central Florida. And Central Florida, you know, we have sugar cane. We have sugar cane. <laughs> Kaylin's bound ahead. If you're not watching, oh, the, you know, while I'm saying that, let me throw this plug in there too. Go ahead, y'all, and subscribe, whichever platform you're listening on, whether it's Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you are, go ahead and subscribe. Subscribe. To and you can also uh, view it on YouTube. So if you want to see Kaylin's expression right now, go ahead and jump over there to YouTube, my favorite girl. Caregiver's Point of Cop podcast. Kaylin is laughing because she knows exactly what I'm about to say. <laughs> but down in Central Florida, we have what you call sugar cane. And, um, you know, I blame myself a little bit because perhaps my children were a little bit sheltered, just a little, not a lot. But Kaylin had never, ever seen sugar cane. How old were you, Kaylin? Kaylin must have been about no, seven. Seven, yeah. eight years old. Mm -hmm. And we had gone down to Lake Wells to visit my grandma. And so when we drove up to the house, there were these children next door to my grandma's house. And they were sitting outside. And they had some sugar cane. And out of nowhere, my baby said, <laughs> My baby says, mommy, look at those kids over there. They're eating tree bark. <laughs> it was hilarious. Those are the things that we did. 
down in Lake Wells. You know, my my grandmother, the last couple years uh, prior to her coming to Lake Wells, she also fell in love with kitty cats. She um, was such a cat whisperer. She had so many feline children. No offense to those who like them, but I think my grandmother's love for them caused me to not care for them as much. Um, no offense to those who like them, but she did. She she became the cat lady, and um, they had, I think her kitten had more litter of kitty cats that I've ever seen in my entire life. And um, Kaylin and Destiny hated the cats, for real, for real. And uh, I wasn't too fun, but she loved a cat. And so even living with us, there would be moments where we would be quiet in the house and all of a sudden you'll hear, hey, kitty cat, <laughs> kitty cat, kitty cat. <laughs> those are just all of those wonderful moments that we so miss right now, you know? And I know that, you know, there'll never, ever be anybody that will ever replace my grandmother. And one thing for certain, I love me some Julie Powell. And I know beyond any doubt that she loved me and she loved Kaylin. And so as we embark upon this one year anniversary, January 29th, 2023, one year, that she has transitioned. And I do believe we sung a lot of songs sitting right here. I have a, check out YouTube. They're on the channel. There's a lot of the songs that we sing. They're out there on the YouTube channel as well. Uh, we, we would sing up something. And so what I believe with my entire heart, and I've said it several times since she's transitioned, I know beyond doubt that she is up in glory celebrating and singing i know that the first thing she did as they say in the song i know she joined that heavenly choir and i know she's just up there enjoying jesus she's enjoying where she is now and i know that if she had an opportunity she would never want to come back down here and so i'm grateful you know that's what this podcast is all about i'm grateful for the fact that we got the opportunity the last years of her life to show her what love looks like even the more. And so love, yes, she had Alzheimer's, but Alzheimer's did not get to win. It did not get to be um, what was final. What was final was the fact that we loved her to the very end and as I say always, love is so much greater than, than dementia. And so that's it. This is our celebration. We remember we're never going to allow her memory to die. I'll be telling my grandchildren uh, when I have them years from now, I'll be telling my grandchildren about my grandmother because one thing I do know is that I am the lady, the woman that I am. I'm the woman of God that I am. I'm the mother that I am because of my grandmother. And I'm grateful, forever grateful, that we got to choose each other. And so, you know, happy- um, One year. One year. <laughs> And I, I say happy, you know, we're not sad. I'm not sad. Even when she passed away, I don't think I ever did a boohoo cry. I had a tear that I shed and it wasn't, you know, um, and it's not because I'm, you know, Kaylin tends to think I just don't like to cry. And it's not that. The thing about it is when you serve and you love people and you give them everything you have, for those of you that are caring you know, I mean, you sacrifice a lot and, and when you're giving your best at what you're doing and they have lived a well life, my grandmother lived a well life, a well life. And so I had absolutely no reason, absolutely her presence is missed. 
there are times we will just stop in the middle of something and be like, what would grandma say? Or what, what's that laugh she had, Caitlin? Give that laugh. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> or, or the times when her and my mom would be sitting in the living room and my mom would just snatch her cover off out of nowhere and she gets ready to seemingly start fighting. Now, though, listen, those were the funniest most. That one video, I cannot share it. I can't share it online. But just know it was hilarious. The video when Granny kept waking her up. Honey, mm -hmm. we miss all of those moments. Every last one of them. Sometimes I'm like, man, I wish grandma was, especially when my mom gets to cutting up what I call it. I'm like, ooh, I wish grandma was here. Because one of the first things she would say is, girl, sit down somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> sit down somewhere and listen to them. But, you know, we miss that. Just, just be able to laugh and have a good time. But at the end of it all, we know and we have no regret because we gave her everything we had. We gave her absolutely everything we had. And so... We encourage you, you know, whether you are an adult or youth, even as youth out there, Kaylin, I'm going to give you a few minutes before we shut down just to encourage those youth who may be listening to this. Just give them a bit of advice from a youth caregiver on how to keep doing what they're doing or start if they haven't. Well, I mean, as a youth caregiver, like I said earlier, you just got to learn to roll with it. I mean, life is life. Everybody knows that you never can predict what will happen, when it will happen, or why it will happen. But the key thing about it is always trying to come at it from a positive angle. Even from when I started caring, while it may have been something that was unexpected, looking now it's really not anything that I would have seen as unexpected. It's very something that definitely was meant to be a part of our journey. And I would say that if you are maybe just been placed in a situation, I mean, COVID happened. So a lot of people end up having to care for their siblings or their loved ones. As my mom says, keep going, keep pushing, keep caring, keep loving. That is her motto. And me personally, no matter how hard it gets or how much you may not know, you can never go wrong educating yourself. If you want to learn how to better care for the person you're doing, go on Google, look something up. If you get in a moment where you are dealing with a challenging situation with the person you may be caring for, write it down in a journal or find a good group of friends that you can talk about it with. It may be a support group or I have friends who have never been in my situation before, but they're still there to listen. So get those around you that will be able to listen and lift you up in those moments. And if you are starting or you want to become a caregiver or you're a youth care or you're just simply a youth and you know someone who may be a caregiver. Right. And you may be looking at ways of how can I help that person or what can I do to make their job easier? Simply checking in on them. I mean, we can't all be with each other to go along on each other's journeys. But I know the greatest thing for me has been able to just have that support, whether that's emotional support, social support, financial support, anything support goes. It means different things for different people. But I would honestly say get yourself a support system. Find ways to cope with your caregiving journey because there may be some times where you may be frustrated and wondering, well, why am I still doing this or why am I still here? But you have to constantly remind yourself that it's not just for you, it's to help. And then if you get to the place where it's difficult and you need extra help, definitely lean into your resources. There are a lot around us, whether that is online, whether that's reaching out to people via social media. If you're listening to us, you can feel free to reach out to us. We are all over and you can make sure that if you just need some advice about how to be in a situation, if you are a youth caregiver or someone who knows somebody, you want some advice on what to do, please feel free to contact me. I'll go ahead and say that now you can email me at 
kaylinscaringconnection at gmail.com. Or if you want to get connected with me via social media, you can follow me on Instagram at kaylincares15. Follow me on Facebook and LinkedIn at Kaylin's Caring Connection. And you can also go to the website, which is www.kaylin's Caring Connection. But if you want to reach me, please do. Like I always say, and I'm learning the more, being a caregiver requires that you simply continuously lean into love. You have to constantly do that and change your perspective sometimes. I mean, a lot of times we tend to focus on the negative. So if you're going through that, Flip the switch, look at it from a different angle and really, really know that you are not alone. There are so many people in the world now that are starting to hear more about you and you will get through this. There it is. That's Kaylin. And I want to emphasize the Kaylin's Karen connection is www.kaylinscarinjk, connection with the K, K O N N E. C-T-I-O-N dot com. Please, y'all, reach out. Uh, every year we do, through her organization, a youth caregiver drive. And so that'll be coming up later this year. So definitely, if you have youth, stay connected with Kaylin. You'll find that information out. And the, the youth caregiving drive is just simply a way for her to be able to acknowledge and honor and celebrate other youth who are caring. So get connected with Kaylin get more information on her website in regards to that. And then I want to invite you as well to tune in every Saturday to the Inspiring Moments with Kaylin live radio show. And that is on Hallelujah 95.3 FM. And you can do that online as well. Uh, tune in to the radio station. She has very impactful shows out there. A lot of them are geared towards youth, but everybody, um, can listen in and, and be inspired and motivated uh, and get through your day is what she says. And so thank you all so much for listening to this podcast. And if you have heard and understood, if you take away nothing else from this conversation, from this celebration of life for our grandmother, we want you to know that love is greater than dementia. No matter where your loved one is, they may not remember everything, but I guarantee you from experience on a daily basis that they will remember love. So at the end of it all, January 29th, 2022 at 12.09 p.m., love one. We love you all. Thank you again for listening to this episode of the My Favorite Girl Caregiver's Corner podcast. I'd also like to invite you to visit my website at www.priscillajjeanlouis.com. There you'll find more information about me and my journey with My Favorite Girl. There's also the resource spot where you'll find many resources to help you as you are on your journey. Hey, stay connected and remember, no matter what, Keep going, keep pushing, keep loving, and by all means, keep caring.